Hey everyone, my name is Eric Escobar and I'm the Tech Talker. Last week on September 22nd, 2016, Yahoo announced that in 2014, hackers made off with over 500 million users' account information. That's half a billion. This includes names, email addresses, telephone numbers, birth dates, security questions, and salted and hashed passwords. Incredibly, Yahoo released a statement detailing the breach and that they believe the hack was carried out by a country. It feels as though hacks like these are becoming commonplace, and yet the recent Yahoo hack is one of the largest known hacks in history. The scary part is that these are huge companies. I mean, we're talking about Anthem, Target, MySpace, eBay, and Home Depot. What's more is that the stock price of these companies generally is not affected by the breaches. It's clear that from these hacks, consumers need to be very wary about what data they give away to companies. So be smart about how you handle your digital identity. So what was stolen in the Yahoo hack? Well, let's first take a look at the data. Yahoo believes that names, email addresses, telephone numbers, birth dates, security questions, and hashed passwords were stolen. The one item out of those that probably has most people scared is the hashed passwords, but that's the one that I'm least worried about. And here's why. When passwords are stored correctly, they are never stored in what's called plain text. Plain text is if you wrote it down on a piece of paper, someone could just copy it and use it. This is why passwords in plain text are worrisome when stored by companies with millions of users. Because if someone breaks in and steals all of the data, they instantly have access to all of the passwords just by looking at them. And this is where hashing comes in. Hashing is a way that companies store your passwords securely with a one-way function. The best way to think of this is to picture a blender with a ton of different types of fruit. When you submit a password, you're selecting a specific recipe to be blended. When you turn on the blender and let it run for a couple of minutes, you'll have a nice smoothie with a certain color. This is how your password is stored via hashing. The company only knows the color of your smoothie, not all of the elements that went into it. The beauty with this is that you can always make the same smoothie with the same color. The company can always check the color to make sure that it's yours. And if a hacker were to try and steal the recipe, they would have a really hard time figuring out what ingredients you put in to get that exact right color or, you know, password. This is how Yahoo stores its passwords. This means that while they have your password, they still only have the color of your smoothie, not the recipe. So all the hackers have is a very hard to guess recipe. Now there's a lot of math, science, and programming that go into it, but that's what hashing does in a nutshell. If a hacker wanted to get all of the plain text passwords from data that they hacked, they would have to spend a lot of time and a lot of resources having computers guess passwords thousands of times a second just to find out what your password is. Graphic Stock is a subscription-based stock media company that gives you unlimited access to over 300,000 premium photos, illustrations, vectors, and design elements that everyone can afford. Most websites charge per download and can cost you as much as $30 per image. But with Graphic Stock, you get unlimited downloads with your membership for an annual rate, no download limits, and no hidden charges. It's the same content you would find on other stock sites at a lower price. Plus, Graphic Stock is always adding new content to the library, so it stays fresh. With a seven-day free trial, you can download 140 pieces of content. After that, it's only $99 for an annual subscription, less than $10 a month. Everything is 100% royalty-free content for your own personal or commercial projects, even if you cancel. Keep what you download and maintain usage rights forever. I've personally used Graphic Stock for presentations and newsletters that I've had to send out, and it works great. 
There's a ton of great images to pick from, and it's really easy to search for what you're looking for. Exclusive to my listeners, sign up for your seven-day free trial today at graphicstock.com slash tech talk. That's G-R-A-P-H-I-C-S-T-O-C-K dot com slash tech talk. And this will get you an awesome seven-day free trial. I know you'll love it. Luckily, there are 500 million passwords that the hackers would have to break, which means it would be an extremely difficult and laborious task to do so. Now, Yahoo is pretty sure that a country carried out this hack, which means they'll most likely have much more resources to break these passwords, which is kind of scary. And this is why it's important never to use the same password twice. You may want to check out the episode that I did on password management, and I've linked to it in the show notes of today's episode. Now, the information that I am worried about is everything else, names, birthdays, telephone numbers, and email addresses. With all of these pieces of information, you can do incredible damage both financially and digitally. After all, how many times do you use some of this information to prove your identity? For instance, what is your birthday? Last four digits of your phone number? All of this information in the wrong hands could be devastating. It could be used for fake accounts or even to break into existing accounts that you already own. So what the heck do you do? Well, there are a handful of things you can do. First is to create a Google alert about yourself. Why? Well, if somebody creates an account with your name or about you, you'll be notified. Next, you can check the link that I've posted to in the show notes of today's episode, where you can type in any of your email accounts or usernames, and it will show you if they've been involved in any known security breaches and hacks. I do this about once a month just to stay current. I also check my credit three times a year thanks to Money Girl Laura Adams. And this is just to make sure that no one has opened up any accounts in my name that I'm not aware of. Lastly, I use multi-factor authentication. This means when I log on to any important online accounts, not only do I need a password, but I also need my cell phone to log in. Typically, I'll be sent a text message and have to type a code in order to log in. Now, you can check out Laura's podcast, The Money Girl, which I posted a link to in the show notes of today's episode, along with a previous podcast that I've done on multi-factor authentication. Now, going forward, there are a few things that you can do to prevent how much of your data is exposed from these hacks. First and foremost, don't answer security questions correctly. If a website asks, what is your first car? I reply back with pizza or something just as nonsensical. I keep this with my password, so I still have access to it, but it's different across all of my websites. If it's an account you really don't care about, I typically give out a fake birthday and an incorrect spelling of my name. This ensures that if the information is stolen, it will be much harder to be used against me or to pose as me. Be sure to check out all of my earlier episodes at techtalker.quickanddirtytips.com. And if you have any further questions about this podcast or make a suggestion for a future episode, post them on the Tech Talker Facebook page. And until next time, I'm the Tech Talker. Keep it simple. 